1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome back to our number two of the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Get ready for the most up-to-date sports news and talk with the ESPN 1320 Insiders.
0: Says eighty twenty. I did. That's James Ham. I'm Kyle Madsen. We're the Insider Sponsored by Jiffy Lube. So you believe there's an 80% chance that Davion Mitchell is dealt sometime before this year's trade deadline? Or I guess, I mean, this season's trade
2: deadline. I don't know that there's... I would say I have a... no. I, what I said was I think that there's an 80% chance of him getting... higher of him getting traded... Between now and the dead, and the end of the season, or not being on the team next year, oh, okay. then him getting a long-term contract and going more than four years as a sack. Oh, came.
0: okay, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So, no, no, I wouldn't say it's an eighty percent chance he's getting traded.
0: Okay, well, that's how I interpreted it, and that's how I'm going to roll with it. Okay, okay. so, <laughs> so no, so he's at eighty percent chance that he's not on the team moving forward in some capacity versus getting an extension. And I would, mm-hmm. I would, I would, I would agree with you. I feel like, what does that path even look like to an extension? Because that, that, that honestly, that never even crossed my mind as a possibility.
2: Yeah, next summer he's up for extension. He's extension eligible.
0: Ooh, ooh, ooh.
2: Him and Duarte both.
0: What's the path look like to that, that? Because I can't carve one out because of everything we've just talked about. It's not really, like, it's just not working out.
2: But Kyle, that's why I don't know that he would be here longer than this year because he has value now. As a player that you could get into your shop, you know, give him a 25, 30 game run, Mm -hmm. knowing that you have a whole nother year, but Mm -hmm. you also have the summer to sign an extension with him and even restrictive free agency after his fourth year. So his value, while I don't think it's high right now, um, it, it certainly could be much higher for another team than it would be for the Kings. You know, we always have this thing, and and, like, sorry to cut you off, but we always have this thing where, like, you look at players and you think, oh, they're more valuable to your team than they are to someone else, right? And and that's where, like, again, when you sign Buddy Heald, it's like, hey, the Kings needed Buddy Heald to sign a contract extension. Mm -hmm. He was more valuable to them as a potential player that they could either use as a trade uh, uh, piece or just as a starting shooting guard yeah then he would be to some other team i i even would have made the same argument that like bogdan bogdanovich was way more valuable to the kings than he was to the atlanta hawks and if the kings would have matched the offer he would have had like you would have held him in more high regard as you know if you're the kings especially for trades and everything else then um then you know the way that it went like Mm -hmm. where he gets he he goes to the the atlanta hawks for nothing um I think Davion Mitchell has become a player that's the opposite. Like there is a value in him right now as a young player who isn't working out where he's out at and best case scenario, Davion Mitchell's playing 13 to 16 minutes a night as De'Aaron Fox's backup. That's, that's really the best case scenario at this point. Like sure. If, if De'Aaron goes down for 25 games and then you would use him more, but like in, if De'Aaron Fox is healthy, Throughout the next, you know, handful of years, he would always be as the backup, and th- there's just not a tremendous amount of value in that. Like right. you can go, you can go find the Delon rights of the world and have him fill in as a backup point guard for your team for two years, and be perfectly fine. So that's where I just think that like his value right now, while it's low. It's still there is value in the fact that he's under contract for the rest of this year. He's under contract for all of next year. And then he's a restricted free agent going forward. And you have a 30 to 60 game, you know, whenever he would get traded uh, trial run to see if you would want to extend him. And and then you would have a whole nother season to say, okay, well, we like what he did now. Mm. And we can we still have his rights where we can as long as you do a qualifying offer, you can match any offer for him. He feels
0: like a Miami Heat like, I just, I don't know. That's not the team that I that I talked about at the end of the last segment. I have a different team for that and a, and a different player in mind. Okay. But it just feels like he's going to wind up on the Heat at some point. I would be okay with that. I feel like that. he just matches their vibe. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Isn't like his Twitter handle hoop culture? Yeah. they're the whole Heat culture thing. Oh, yeah. Memphis. Memphis feels like another team where he would...
2: Toronto, that's why I've brought up Toronto Toronto's a, a great one. Because, you know, the Fred Van Vliet and, uh, and Kyle Lowry lineage of having smaller guards that play defense and are impactful. Like, mm-hmm. I, like, I think that there is... I think there's a pathway for him to not only be a starter, but be a very productive starter for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's just, he's not De'Aaron Fox. And the Kings have De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's really... That's the end of it. That's the end of the discussion. Like, I... I I can't help you, and and the fact that he he's a one position player on a team that values multi positional players mm-hmm. and has a slew of multi positional players that's a problem. I mean, again, Kevin Herter the the two and the three, uh, Malik Monk the one and the two, De'Aaron Fox the one and the and the two, uh, Keegan Murray the two the three and the four, Harrison Barnes the three and the four, Trey Lyles the four and the five. Like so many multi positional players on this team. Chris Duarte can play like three positions. Mm. That's where the value is for this team. And when you have a player who only plays one position and it's usually the center position or the point guard position is usually the only players that have that issue. Yeah. He's going to run into that.
0: And he's not going to space the floor. He's not going to, he just doesn't really. Well,
2: I mean, he can't space the floor, but I, I think the bigger problem is it's not even his fault. It's, that your, your number two scorer, your crazy, athletic, super fun guy, Malik Monk off the bench, mm-hmm. is really like six foot two, six foot three, but like 175 pounds. Like you need a bigger guard to play with Malik Monk or at least a a rangier guard, a guy who can play multi-positions, who can defend multi-positions. Yeah. That's what you need. And again, it's not a slight on, on Davion Mitchell. Like against the Warriors... When Clay Thompson hit the the shot over the top of him, like that was great defense. Really he, was, good defense. he was right there. Mm-hmm. The problem is that he's six foot tall and he was up against a six foot seven shooting guard.
0: The beginning of the end of this to me was Game Seven, though. Uh, the, yeah, the, like that was that was shocking to me. Yeah, you drafted this guy because of how good he is as an on ball defender, and you have a guy going for fifty in an elimination game, and you you can't get Davion Mitchell off the bench like that. That I think is why this is all such a red flag to me. It all goes back to that.
2: Yeah. And I I penned a tweet earlier. I mean, a uh, uh, penned nice dude. There you go.
0: I that's, you know what? You got a you're going to get a ding
2: for that. Here we go. Um earlier ding for pinned. in the chat, uh Thomas Lamca- Lancaster asked, "Do you think Mike Brown had to consult the front office before about giving uh, Davion a DMP CD?" And the answer is no. Um, Mike mm. Brown coaches his team. And whatever players he has, he can ask for different players. Um, But whatever players he has is the players that he works with. And I bring this up because he made the change with Alex Len this week. He uh, gave Sasha Vazenkov a DMP CD Mm -hmm. earlier this week. And like these are things that you would normally consult a front office about. But this is like these are coaching decisions, and Mike Brown's the coach, and he's making these decisions, and he doesn't have to look over his shoulder. Uh, he's got enough clout within that's the good. organization. Um, it, Honestly, like,
0: this is the most important thing you've said on this show. <laughs> like that, that as we talk about yeah. all of this, that that's the case matters so much in everything we're talking about. Oh yeah, because this is all going one direction. There is there is one vision, and it is that's what it is. This is not Mike Brown wants to do this, and the front office wants to do the, that, and ownership wants to play four on five. It's not like it's 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 not that. It's Mike's world.
2: Yes, and that's what it needs to be. Well, that and I'll even add this layer to to the whole thing, right? like Keon Ellis was an undrafted free agent signed as it to a two-way contract. Mm. Not this summer, the summer before. Yeah. Colby Jones is like already a fan favorite. He's Kyle's favorite. Everyone is waiting for the Colby Jones moment. Uh, He didn't choose Colby Jones. He chose Keon Ellis. Mm. That's what Mike Brown did. Mike Brown went to the other two-way player, a player who only gets to be up with the club 50 games a season. Mm-hmm. And in order for them to give Keon Ellis a full time contract, they have to waive uh, Philip Petrushev. Mm-hmm. They do, they, and they're not going to—at least not right now. They want to see what he's got. So, like, the only way like Keon Ellis could play for the next forty five, fifty games, then he runs out of games and he can't play anymore. Like, you either have Man. to sign him to the regular uh, mm-hmm. roster and make another—they uh, have an like, open spot, right? No, they did until they, oh, that's they right, traded.
0: Until, oh, yeah, that's right.
2: Yeah, so they have this this situation. But that's it, right,
0: because when you have 15, it changes the number. That's right, I remember. Yeah,
2: yeah. and it's not really a situation per se. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's a situation. Like, like Keon Ellis is going to play here, and we're going to see how he does, and he brings a spark, but eventually sparks have to develop into substance. And if he develops into substance, and you got something, and again, he starts becoming that that Bruce Brown or that GP2 mm-hmm. that type of player that Mike Brown loves. Yeah. Then you gotta make some other move. Uh, but they'll worry about that when it happens and Keon Ellis has to become that in order for all of this to be a real discussion.
0: I've worked out the trade. It all works. The numbers work. The money makes sense. We're yeah. gonna talk about who the Kings are going to trade.
2: <laughs> we just <laughs> keep teasing it.
0: <laughs> who the Kings trade for. I know that's that's a hundred percent what we're gonna talk about next. Uh I also still need to I still need to hash out who the fifth best team in the NFL is. Mm. I didn't give a number five in our power rankings yesterday. I listed off a bunch of teams and then never actually gave an answer. Oh. So I want to work through that eventually. But first, I got to get to this trade because I'm really, really excited about it. And I think you will be too. He's James M. Cowher, the insider, sponsored by Jiffy Loop here on ESPN 1320.
1: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... Back to the insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Matson, Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320.
0: Alright, I'm telling everybody this trade before I do anything else. I want to hear it. That's all. That's that's all that matters right now. I am going to send... And this is what... Uh, it's fine. I, I. It's fine. Okay, here we go. I am going to send Davion Mitchell and Chris Duarte.
2: Okay, I know where you're going.
0: Both of those players. Yeah, I got you. And you're probably gonna have to sweeten this with a draft pick.
2: I don't think so, but go ahead.
0: Depending on the market, we'll see. But those are the two players I am sending to the Chicago Bulls for Alex Caruso.
2: Man, I I, need this in my life. I, I love me some Alex Caruso. He
0: is the man
2: yeah you know you want to talk about a guy who's going
0: to come in and defend three or four positions at a high level and do all the right stuff offensively and get on the floor to to grab a loose ball and to go get a tough rebound or to make a big shot that's your guy
2: i'm with you yeah like there's a that's that's one of those players that you can just see where the fit could happen and where he would be embraced and you know like just to make like a and again I like it's going through my head could you make an all white guy lineup like just that would just be ridiculous oh no they went they, they chose to go that way you know like you could go him and kevin herter in the backcourt <laughs> Sasha Efisenkov uh Damona Sabonis at the 4 Alex lynn at the 5 uh, yeah you you could fully like oh break you would break t- twitter um but Alex Caruso He's so versatile and he's so big, Mm -hmm. like for a guard, Mm -hmm. but he can go, he can defend one, two, three, Mm -hmm. and he has a bunch of injury history. He always does. Um, I I don't know, but the fact that he isn't a perfect fit in the starting lineup of the Chicago Bulls next to Zach Levine to just cover up for all of the things that Zach Levine decides uh, on his own not to do, like play defense, you know, that's something that I I don't get. And um, I, I would be I, I definitely would would do something like that. It would be that I mean that's not just like a hey, I'm in a hundred percent. Um, because like while Chris Duarte isn't playing well right now, there's potential for Chris Duarte to not foul people at seven point nine right. times per thirty six.
0: <laughs> Chris Duarte might just be Alex Caruso, like that that type of player. Yes. Like he might yes. you a, might and just and have him
2: already. A, a much younger version.
0: Yeah. Apparently this trade was on the internet already, so sorry I missed it. Well I wasn't neck deep in theoretical Kings trade Twitter last night.
2: It might be like the easiest just like street it's, swap. It's,
0: it's almost identical money. The yeah. Kings would the, the Kings would add two hundred and seventy one thousand dollars.
2: I think you can actually do that trade for less too. But like because if it's under if it's under uh ten million bucks, I think there the rules change. You don't have to be within uh hundred and twenty five percent. Mm-hmm. So, like, I haven't, like, gone through and, and done a trade machine on it, but it's possible you could just do Davion and, like, say Davion. Davion, Davion for Caruso straight across works. With a second-round pick, yeah. The,
0: the thing is, is I think the the reason the reason I added Duarte and, and said that they'll probably need to add a pick, too, is because I think he would be a coveted player. Duarte? If the Bulls... No, 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 no. Alex Caruso. Oh, got it, got it, got it. If the Bulls do decide to blow it up, because that's what... Uh, Jill Adge on on Twitter last night brought this up. She was like, "If the Bulls are trading Zach Levine, I'm more interested in everybody else." And I think that's a great point. Oh no, I, totally. I, I it, I'd have no interest in Zach Levine for for the Kings. What what does it take to get Alex Caruso? But I think there's a lot of teams, a lot of a lot of teams in in the hunt or contending teams that will call and, and say the same thing.
2: Yeah, but like, I don't think I don't think we're going into trade season and. And Alex Caruso is like the most coveted player that you could no, possibly. No, no. Yeah, I I don't think that that's where we're at with Alex Caruso, and you know he's at uh, I think his contract is a two year, like he's right around two years and twenty million owed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you would be taking on more salary, but this is one of those deals where it's like okay, like I think you could, you could find a way. Yeah, it does. Alex Caruso for Davion Mitchell straight up works. Yeah. Yeah, because the Kings aren't a, a luxury tax team, and right. and I don't know where Chicago is because that could be another element to the a trade something like this, mm-hmm. where Chicago, um, you know, actually saves salary cap money, mm. like if they could save luxury tax money, um, but I'm not sure if they're like their luxury tax team. Um, I got them at 164.7 uh, million, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I'm not sure what the luxury tax uh, is for this, this season, um, but that's another way where you might be able to save. Oh, yeah, the luxury tax for this season is 165.294, so they're sure. literally like 500000 under the luxury tax. The Bulls? Yes.
0: So they'll be looking to shed salary.
2: They might be looking to shed salary just to ensure because okay. if you make a trade – uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, there's a way that you could you could do this.
0: Okay, I'm in. I'm manifesting that. I would like Alex Caruso to be on the Kings now. Okay,
2: and then the uh, the headband game. Run that uh, up the flagpole. Johnny G brings this up. Um, like the potential of Herder and Caruso dual headbands in the backcourt. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty sick.
0: And hey, yeah, uh, the- Caruso actually needs it though, because let me tell you, as a bald dude who sweats. <laughs> a headband is, I wear a hat to the gym. I don't wear a headband. Yeah. But I, but I throw a hat on and my hat is disgusting. Okay. But
2: there's just nothing there to catch a sweat. It just all rolls down your face. Okay. So Kyle, I want to throw this at you though. Like, I think that there are two different things that are happening right now with the Sacramento Kings that are, that can change the trajectory of what you do, mm-hmm. right? The first is if Keegan Murray is a multi-positional defender, mm-hmm. it changes everything. Facts. Like, if all of a sudden he's shutting down a six foot one Donovan Mitchell at six foot eight, like, I don't know how that happened. He said, I got more athletic. That's what you could tell. Like, you can just tell on yeah.
0: the way he's moving.
2: Yeah, totally. You can mm-hmm. see it. But if he becomes that guy, it changes a lot of things, right? Because 100%. now, if he can be a true three, then it, it makes your four more open to adjustments, right? Mm hmm. Now, the other thing I, I believe that can happen here is if Kevin Herter continues to rebound the way that he has, he can actually play more three. That gives you the Keegan versatility the of him and like the three-four combo there. Mm. And that could open up the two, whether it's a Keon Ellis, whether it's an Alex Crusoe, whether it's a Colby Jones um, in front of what would be Malik Monk. Mm-hmm. You can go more defensive at that position as long as they can still shoot the three. You can look for... So I guess what I'm saying... on Mitchell? I'm joking. No, what I'm saying is that you can look for a true three and D guys. Yes. But also, you can look at three and D guys at the two, and at the four, mm-hmm. and maybe at the five, because Domas can slide over and play some mm-hmm. four. That's what would happen if, again, if Keegan Murray is a true three. It allows you these other avenues where... You, when you're going out in a trade market, you're going out in free agency, or you're going into the draft. Now you can look at these other positions, as opposed to right now you look at the Kings. You're like, how do I get better? You know, I've got my one, two, and three like already full, Mm -hmm. but like, how do I get better? How do I manipulate this thing? And if all of a sudden you have the ability to add either a one, a two, a three, a four, or a five. It makes it a lot easier to go out with a a shopping list and go, okay, I can, any of these would work because I can move pieces around. Right. And, and if that's the way I am building my roster, I I feel a lot more confident about the future.
0: It's, (laughs) I'm going to do a really strained analogy here because I think you just hit every nail on the head. So I'm going to try and contribute with this. Okay. It would be akin to having, um, like a lemon. In your kitchen. And you have to go grocery shopping and use this lemon. Where, okay, there's some things you can do, but it's pretty specific what you're doing with that lemon. You're making lemon bars, you're making some kind of lemon chicken, something like that. Okay. Or you have butter in your kitchen. And now you're going to the store and you need to figure out what to make with butter. And you're just, everything is on the table. Yes. That's a little bit how it would be if the, if the kings were in a spot where, hey, you can just go, you can just go get a good player. And it doesn't need to be like, okay, well, they have to be able to fit next to Sabonis and they have to be able to guard this position. They have to be able to do this very specific thing.
2: Like, play no, man. Play defense, shoot the three-point shot. If I can get a, a three, four, or five that can block shots, then amen. Yeah. You know, that's what we're talking about. Like, again, the versatility of this roster is getting better. Yeah. The, and it's expanding, which is good. All right, we're gonna figure
0: out who the fifth best team in the NFL is just real quick. And then are we missing the boat on the in season tournament? Cause I I've been a little skeptical, but I think we agree. are, Kyle. And then and then of course we'll have our three king uh, our three keys to the Kings Lakers game tonight, to a Kings win over the Lakers as they open up a six game road trip. We'll talk about all of that in the final segment coming up next on the insider. Sponsored by Jeffy Luba on ESPN thirteen twenty.
1: Now back to the insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen, brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN thirteen twenty.
0: All right, just real quicks before we get back into King's stuff, which we're going to. James, you and I every Tuesday we after after the NFL week is done, we go through and reassess what the top five looks like. Yeah, because this year there's not. It's not like hey, these are the top. This this team's at the top all year, and that's just what it is. Like it has been a constant, just ever changing mix bizarre it feels feels like we're trending toward just landing on the same five teams that we had at the top to start the year but that that's what i've thought a couple of times and then there will be a curveball but yeah we agree eagles chiefs lions ravens are the top four in some order
2: eagles chiefs lions ravens yes yes okay for right now
0: so the news today and you had the 49ers at number five they're in the mix for me there, and I think there's probably a really strong argument to be made that the first five weeks plus their win over the Jags is more indicative of the team they are than their losses to the Browns and Vikings and Bengals. I, 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 or, or that they're probably somewhere in between those two because I think those are their best performances and then their worst. So they're probably somewhere in the middle but still really good and a, and a contender. But on the other hand, now, the the Deshaun Watson news today that he's having shoulder surgery and is done for the year wipes the Browns out of the discussion for me because I think their offensive ceiling with PJ Walker under center is probably too low.
2: That's not who they're starting, though, from what I saw.
0: Oh, who's it going to be? Uh, Dorian. Thompson Robinson? UCLA yes. legend? Yes. I'm actually kind of here for it. I love DTR. But, okay, yeah. so it's going to be, I, I just, I, I don't trust their ceiling on offense as good as their defense is. So they're not in the top 5 now for me. They're out of the discussion. Okay. So the 49ers are in the mix. As are the Miami Dolphins, as are the Dallas Cowboys, as are the Seattle Seahawks. I think the Seahawks have to be in there. They're tied at the 49ers record-wise.
2: Yeah, but I I don't buy it, but go ahead.
0: Yeah, and 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 that's why I don't I don't think I'm going to put Seattle there. I just and now the Niners play them in a couple of weeks. If Seattle wins, then then we can reassess that. But I'm not I'm not totally buying in on Seattle just yet. Uh, they have a really good win in Detroit earlier this year, but they recently got housed by the Ravens. They needed a last second field goal to beat the Commanders. I, I'm not buying it. Now, the Dolphins they've had issues with beating teams with winning records. I think they're like minus forty six against teams with winning records this year. Yeah. So I am I'm still a little iffy on them. Although I'm interested to see what their what their defense looks like down the stretcher with Jalen Ramsey uh, healthy and coming off the bye and all that. And then the Cowboys are in the mix, but the 49ers beat the Cowboys by whatever it was 25 points, 30 points, whatever whatever the margin of victory was. So I <laughs> I think I'm going to put San Francisco there
2: and feel okay about it. I still think I, I like I think this is kind of a I think it's all hypothetical. Sure. The Browns,
0: I, I was going to put the Browns there until Deshaun Watson got hurt.
2: I think that the San Francisco 49ers are a top 2 team in the NFL right now, but we can't put them there because they had this weird hiccup where they lost three games in a row. And they had injuries, they had they had reasons they... They also, they have some excuses. They made some mistakes, a coaching mistake, cost them one game. Um, You know, like overall, like they didn't play well for three weeks. When I look at them and I compare them to the Dolphins, when I compare Mm -hmm. them to like this group of teams, like what they did to the Cowboys, we can't have the Cowboys, you can't put the Cowboys above the 49ers after what the Cowboys, what happened there. I agree. So, and like I, I want to believe that you know the browns because they beat the 49ers but that wasn't as convincing isn't that didn't you miss that lose that game because the field, field goal kicker yeah. missed so one game your coach decides to blitz somebody at halftime and give up a long touchdown <laughs> that that ends up changing the outcome right one game you missed an extra a, a, a field goal that for the game win you mm-hmm. know they're the number 2 in the league right now they're number 2 team in the league right now if they didn't miss a field goal. Right? And we could say, "Okay, well, they missed a field goal." Okay, but if they didn't lose 3 in a row, if they lost 2 out of 3, we wouldn't have this question because all the other teams have two losses uh at at a minimum, you know, like and you said we're kind of it's sort of the same five teams. No, like I I we launch a bills into outer space. Like the Bills yeah, are Yeah, the Bills can they're get fraudulent. Out of my faith, dog. Yeah, they're fraudulent and I'm worried their quarterbacks fraudulent. Actually, I'm pretty sure he's fraudulent. Did you see the
0: new argument on Twitter yesterday? Uh-oh. From from football nerd Twitter, actually, oh. interceptions and turnovers aren't bad.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. We did have this discussion slightly. Okay, okay. Yeah, which is uh like a very strange. It's so nuts. Yeah. yeah.
0: Just crazy. Yeah, I think I think you're probably putting the Niners there again, just because of the their six wins have been just so convincing, and you mentioned it. There are a couple of bounces of the ball or one or two plays away from having one or two losses. So yeah, I, I I think that's, that's probably right. I'll be more convinced though, if they go handle the Buccaneers and then go beat Seattle in Seattle in a short week that I still need to see that. I'm not like, they looked really good against Jacksonville, but I'm not ready to just be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. They're, they're the best team in the NFC again. Like that Mm -hmm. was three games
2: in a row where they did not look very good. So. Okay. Are you seeing this this story on the New York Post right now? That no, Mark Jackson, at the house. will not be calling games on MSG Network after after the Knicks objected to him being on the team's charter. So basically, he has lost his job on MSG because the Knicks have banned him from the team plane. <laughs> <laughs> We weren't able to work something out this season, an what? MSG Network spokesman told The Post. The Knicks declined comment. Jackson did not return messages seeking comment. Yeah. Anyway, there you go.
0: Wait, so he wanted to ride on the team plane and they wouldn't let him or he got banned? Like he rode on the team plane and then some BS happened and they kicked him off.
2: Yeah, I don't know what like there's. Oh, this, I can't wait. To there's some layers this. to this onion because. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, there's. Uh, wow, I Darren Ehrman's name is brought up in this. Uh, in 2014, Darren Ehrman, a current Knicks assistant, was fired by Jackson, then Golden State head coach, with Ehrman as an assistant on his staff. Jackson later called Ehrman's actions inexcusable. Uh, an ESPN report shortly after stated that Ehrman had taped Jackson and his players unbeknownst to the team. You remember this story? Yes. Okay. Well, Ehrman is an assistant on the Knicks staff now. <laughs> and so I don't know if this is what's going on, but this is absolutely wild stuff. Wow. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah.
0: that's a, I, There are going to be... Some wild details coming out about this because Mark Jackson is a wild dude. He's a wild detail dude, too. Like and the the, I, the, mm. the ledger after he left Golden State is insane. It's wild. And I think that this story is just going to get uh, more and more nuts. Yeah. Mark Jackson may not be rocking out on it on MSG anymore, but you can rock out this holiday season with the Trans-Siberian Orchestra as they bring back the ghosts of Christmas Eve, the best of TSO and more at the Golden One Center December 1st for two incredible shows. Enter online at ESPN1320.com and you could win a four pack of tickets to the show. Tickets are available at Ticketmaster.
2: The greatest Trans-Siberian Orchestra Segway of all anyway, time, yeah, Kyle Madsen. Really Bravo. Uh, I, was,
0: I was going for that.
2: Yeah. Bravo. Thanks.
0: Uh, um, gosh, Mark Jackson, man. What a guy. Wow. Are we missing the boat on the in-season tournament? You asked this question in the rundown, and it is a dynamite question. And I don't want to say, because I was out at first, and then that first Friday night happened, and it was like, Oh. these all feel like game seven let's go oh I and know then, and then you go the Kings had their their in-season tournament opener against Oklahoma City at Golden one Center and it was it was buzzing it was kind of a vibe and the court was different the jerseys are different it just you know what everything's a little bit different feels a little special well oh, I can't and then you go and oh. then you get into some of these games and you got the Warriors and Timberwolves. Getting in an MMA match at midcourt before there are any points scored, by the way. That's the other crazy thing. It was a it, uh, minute 46 in. It was zero no zero points. What? And just getting ejected. Um, I think I'm I think I'm in on the in-season tournament. I think like like the group play, I'm not going to be like, oh, hey, it's a group play night. But once the semifinals start, I'm all there.
2: I'm intrigued to see how it plays out. Okay, so the Kings play San Antonio on Friday. That's their second in-season tournament game. If, by chance, they somehow win that game, all of a sudden, they're really interesting, right? Who's this? The Kings. Yes. They, they play the Spurs, right? Yeah. Then you get to the, the two later on, the Friday and Tuesday, November 24th, November 28th, and you've got Minnesota, that Minnesota game is tough. It's the final game of a six-game road trip. That is absolutely bro- brutal. But then the Kings get Friday. Uh, they uh, that's on Friday night. They get Saturday, Sunday, and Monday off. Oh, that's nice. In preparation for the game against the Warriors, and uh, to me, that's it's going to be a, a, a showdown. That that's going to be really, really intriguing. Um, I'd also say that the other the Minnesota game is a day after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. That's always like the trip to fan game. Um, <laughs> and I, I think teams that are on the road tend to be a little bit better in those games Yeah, than the home team.
0: They're more locked in.
2: Yeah. yeah. They didn't just sit for nine hours watching football and eating turkey and then having a second helping of turkey. Maybe <laughs> they do. I don't know. I mean, but like poor Kings are in Minnesota for, for uh, Thanksgiving. It's going to be cold. It is going gonna. well, maybe they'll stay in New Orleans, that's possible. Maybe that's what they do. They stay in New oh, Orleans. Oh no.
0: Hey, if they and stay then, in New Orleans, they're definitely losing to Minnesota.
2: <laughs> and then fly out the next afternoon like in the evening of Thanksgiving, yeah. uh fly out to uh fly out to, to Minnesota. Yeah. That's how weird. That's a that's weird trip.
0: I don't love that for them. Yeah. Uh other things last night, the Grizzlies not only stink, but there was a fight in that game or not a fight, I shouldn't say that. There was a scuffle in that game with Anthony Davis. And then John Morant tweeted out a little smiley face. Oh yeah, that was great. Love a little drama oh. there. I think the Pacers might just be good. I, I did. Does
2: John Morant exist? Sorry. Yeah, uh, I didn't know he now still he's existed. Yeah, okay. a Twitter user. He's an influencer. All right. Yeah. Go uh, ahead. The Pacers might just be good.
0: They certainly are fun, man. Beat the Sixers last night. One thirty-two, one twenty-six. Tyrese Halliburton, thirty-three and
2: fifteen. I feel like every time. I... Every time I see something like this happen or I see something like the Houston Rockets happen, I always like instantly go through my card catalog in my head and and start going, okay, that feels a lot like the like 2019 Sacramento Kings Mm -hmm. where you're just so much fun early on, but you're not playing really good basketball. You're just running up the score and and doing something different that no one can keep up with. And then the Houston Rockets, of course, you know, we we can even go back to last season. They feel like the Utah Jazz of last season where you're getting a bunch of wins early mm. and then all of a sudden like reality Fizzle check out. will happen and, and all of a sudden like guys are literally fighting for shot attempts on the court. And <laughs> like that's what I, you kind of feel like is going to happen.
0: The Kings are, or excuse me, the Pacers are, First and field goals, first and field goal attempts, second and field goal percentage, third and three-pointers, six and three-point attempts, second and three-point percentage. And then you get to defensively, and they're not great.
2: Kyle, would you... Defensively,
0: uh... they're the worst at defending the perimeter in the league. They're giving up a ton of field goals and field goal, field goal makes and field goal attempts. Not a great rebounding team, middle of the back.
2: Well, they don't have to rebound because they make all their baskets. It's a good point. Like that's it's they science. They foul a lot. It's science. Um, yeah, they're intriguing, man. Uh, but let's let's give them sixty-five games and see what they look like.
0: Okay, I'm gonna go forty. Okay, I'm doing forty games. Yeah, I if mean, they're twenty-five and fifteen after forty.
2: Okay, I'll feel really good about them. All right, but yeah, this okay. is a this is a team that can play. Like, and Bruce Brown's been really good for them you know? Yeah. One of those players, they paid big money for a guy who averages 11 points a game. Um, And, you know, he's, he's living up to, he's helping change that culture and, and uh, playing solid defense. And, and then I, you know, I, our, our guest this week, um, he threw shade at the OB Toppin add on. He's like, and then they're like taking like this weird adventure with like OB Toppin. Uh, and, now that dude's playing like he had a huge night last night, and if you could get him right, because he can really shoot it. If he he hasn't shot well as a pro, but like if you can get him moving the right way, yeah, that's a guy that like again the Kings. If I'm the Kings, I'm looking at like he's one of those uh, guys with potential to block shots, with potential mm-hmm. to stretch the floor as like a four or five combo.
0: Yeah, um, a five. I think Obi Toppin can play the five.
2: Uh, like coming into the draft, yeah, I, he was like a four or five, uh, but like a stretch five. Like mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, if you could put him in the key uh, on the defensive end with Sabonis, like, or have him defend with Sabonis, okay, like it might be interesting if he's going to play defense. Yeah, but a little I'm, bit of versatility for sure. I'm not sure he's going to play defense all that much.
0: I wish. So it, at at the station I used to work at, not out here but in the Bay Area, we had a caller one time during that draft. And we had a drop of the caller saying this, and I wish that we had it. It's his caller going, Obi Toppin is a bad man. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really, really funny. But every time Obi Toppin comes up, I think about that. I, I liked him
2: coming into the draft.
0: Yeah, he hasn't been a little bit disappointing for me. No, he has. He but has. I, was, I was in on him in the draft for sure. All right. Kings-Lakers tonight, national TV game. Ooh. Get dialed.
2: Is this the first? No. no, They've had they no have- more. Yeah, one of the Warriors games on Natty. Okay. They Natty are TV. media darlings now. Yeah. And they're playing better, so that's what you're you're hoping to see, the carryover from the last game. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah, that would suck to get on ESPN and just lay an egg against LA. Well, that and their
1: Oh,
2: God, that'd be insufferable. Two games in a row, right? Like you oh. got Wednesday and you've got uh, you got mm-hmm. Friday. Both are, are big primetime games.
0: All right, we got about five minutes left here. Let's roll through your keys to a king's win tonight they checked all three boxes in monday night's game so let's talk about tonight's game what is the first key to a victory for the kings tonight james ham uh
2: push the tempo the lakers on the second night of a back-to-back and they're old they are old lebron james did not play last night um oh no he did play my bad Mm. he was questionable um but they are old and uh, like this is a team that you can, you can push the tempo on, or you should be able to push the tempo on. Don't let them dictate dictate the pace. Mm-hmm. That's a, a big deal for me with the Kinks.
0: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's always going to be kind of the thing with them is yeah. is pace, and it's not I, obviously you don't want it to be like slow and blotting. But again, it's not like you need to have a pace of one eighteen or something insane where it's just running back and forth. Like that would help, but. It's just a matter for me of off misses, get out and run. Yeah. And then even when, you, when you're when you coming off a make and you're getting into your half court sets, move. Like play with some urgency. Force them to defend. You can't let LeBron and Anthony Davis take possessions off defensively where they just get to stand around because you're just standing around. So I think that's the the other thing.
2: Yeah, I would agree with you. Um, I'd also, you got a little streak going here against the Lakers, right? Mm-hmm. So last year, the Kings won three out of four against the Lakers. Um, they've won the first matchup this year. Like, you've had their number a little bit, and this is a team that you're competing, like, for a Pacific Division title. Like if yeah, for that's a playoff you, spot. Yeah, playoff spot, but also, like, we, we heard it early on that the Kings were going to finish last in the Pacific, and here they are at the top of the Pacific again. You're like
0: okay, huh? I forgot they did divisions in basketball.
2: Oh yeah, I just I totally forgot that was even a thing. Man, you put up banners and everything, Kyle.
0: Yeah, apparently. Come on now. All right, what's the second key? Uh,
2: it's to make the the Lakers beat you from three, like the Lakers. That's it, dude. Yeah, like if they're gonna beat you, like I, I could even see like running a zone for good stretches. Mm-hmm. Now I say that, and as I said it, as I was writing it last night, um, the Lakers were. What are they? Uh, 29th and three-point... 30th and three-point attempts, 29th and three-point percentage. And then they went out and shot 22 of 35 last night, including, like, a whole bunch of dudes. They had five guys with three or more makes. Cam Reddish. Good uh, Lord. Le- LeBron James. Uh, D'Angelo Russell had six. Austin Reeves had four. Austin Reeves on the bench now. Um, Prior to... Pri- Ru- Rui Hachimura had four. Jackson... J- Oh, no, these are free throws. That's my bad. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, Rui Hetchmore had three, Austin Reeves four. Um, I, I just looked at Jackson Hayes had three Pri- or four from uh, from free throws. But
0: Prior to last night, the Lakers, what are they shooting now, 34%? Is that what they're
2: they shooting, shooting now?
0: 33.4. They were 30.4% going into
2: last night. Yeah, Like they just they're not they're not shooting it great. That's where the small sample size police come through. Yeah. Like, hey, look, that's what we mean by small sample size. Yeah. Like Keegan Murray's already shooting almost forty percent from the field and like thirty six percent from three.
0: They made twenty two last night, the game before that, four and twelve, but then seven, eight, eight, eleven, eight, fifteen, five. Yeah. Ten. All those games are shooting below thirty five percent from three.
2: It's not great.
0: No. Uh, what's your what's your and and for the for the Kings, not only forcing the Lakers to shoot from three and not letting them be big and, and letting LeBron and Anthony Davis and Co. get to the rim, but then making your threes on the other end. Yeah. You can't totally. have a regression game where you have Keegan Murray and uh, Kevin Herter going four for sixteen
2: yeah i think that that's a big deal uh keep it rolling build off the two wins um this team the offense all of a sudden looks great looks phenomenal build off of it yep like you got a marginal victory in overtime against a bad portland Trail Blazers team you got a big solid win against a, a really good okc team then you get a huge victory last mm-hmm. time out like you're building something continue the build
0: I thought the other thing they did the other night was they took care of the ball really, really well. I think it was 10 turnovers. You don't have to be 10. 10 is a crazy low number. But this comes back to the pace. And and I think that this is kind of what you were getting at is you can't have these dead ball turnovers where it allows the Lakers to slow things down, grind it to a halt. You're giving them an extra possession. You're losing a possession. So taking care of the basketball is going to be really big tonight. It's big every night, but... I think that's exactly how you play into LA's
2: hands if you start giving the ball away. That's right. So,
0: yeah, that's where I'm at. We got that's good what I keys got for today. We got good keys. Yeah, I feel really good about it. We'll uh, we will revisit those tomorrow. We will begin getting you ready for week 11 of the NFL season tomorrow. But that's going to do it for us today. That's been James Ham. I've been Kyle Madsen. We've been sponsored by Jiffy Lube. We'll be sponsored by Jiffy Lube tomorrow as well. D-Lo and KC are next. I can't wait to hear what they have to say about Draymond Green. And if you're on the chat right now, or if you're, in the, if you're watching the video, wait till you see Casey's outfit. Oh. Kenny's outfit today is elite.
1: Hit can't wait for you all to see it. All right. See you, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.